The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. TFA fam, welcome back. And today we're going to be discussing our top 36 wide receivers for week two. So let's just go ahead and get right into it. Leading things off, no surprise, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, Jamar Chase at three, Amon Ross at Brown, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown, Calvin Ridley, Jalen Waddell, Keenan Allen, Chris Olave, Devontae Smith, and E.K. Metcalf. Cody, hit us with some of your wide receiver ones this week. Yeah, I mean, first off, I just want to start off with Jamar Chase and just saying, like, don't hit the panic button. Like, we we talked about this last week, Kev. You brought it up first, expecting Joe Burrow to, to come out a little rusty. He struggled mightily last year against the Browns. Now, obviously, we didn't see it going this bad, but he will bounce back. Chase also averages 115 yards per game against the Ravens in his career, and the Ravens are likely to be without Marlon Humphrey again and Marcus Williams at safety. So, Expect Chase to have a strong outing here in week two. Then just throw in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Obviously, Tyreek Hill went absolutely off against the Chargers in week one. But now they're going to get a matchup against a New England Patriots defense that just limited Jalen Hurts to 170 passing yards. But in Tyreek Hill's two games against the past last year, he went for eight for 94 earlier in the year. And then in the last game, he went four for 55. But that was with Teddy Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Hill certainly isn't going to repeat his stat line from what he did last week, but I'm also not bumping him down because of what this defense did to the Eagles. So I'm firing up Hill and Waddle where I have them with confidence. Calvin Ridley, man, got to talk about him. We were high on him, but apparently we weren't high enough on Calvin Ridley. He came into week one, looked like the Ridley that we we were used to seeing, that we were hoping to see. Went 8 for 101 on 11 targets. This dude is absolutely locked in as the unquestioned one there. Unlike last year where it was like it would be Christian Kirk some weeks and other weeks it would be Zay Jones and you'd have a you know an Evan Ingram week here and there. There's no doubt about it. Calvin Ridley is the dude. Now they're going up against the Chiefs in week two with a 51-point total. I'm expecting another big game here from Ridley. Keenan Allen uh, looks to be locked in as the number one target for Justin Herbert yet again. He saw nine targets this last game when no other Chargers saw more than five. It wasn't a huge fantasy day for him. He was okay in PPR leagues. He gave you like a, a you know a 13-point game. But now they'll be going up against the Titans in week two. Just gave up over 300 yards to Derek Carr in his first appearance for the Saints. So love Keenan Allen this week. And then he didn't make the cut for us in terms of a in terms of wide receiver one. He was right on the fringe. I think Kev, you have him at 13. I think I saw on your rankings. I have him at 12. But that's CD Lamb. I think people are going to see this matchup against the Jets. They're going to be hesitant, you know, a little worried to start him, thinking that he's going to see a ton of Sars Garner. But Lamb played 70% of his snaps last last week from the slot. So if he's going to be running that type of split between slot and outside, he's going to be fine. You know, maybe don't expect him to have a huge game, but you're going to be able to start him with confidence and he'll be completely fine in your lineups for week two. Yeah, and I just want to say DK Metcalf is somebody that I wanted to hit on. Uh, they get a matchup against the Detroit uh, Lions this week. 
And I think this game could go well over uh, the total again. It's already above 50. Uh, we remember this game last year where it went 48 to 45, just went absolutely nuclear. So I do like this matchup as a bounce back spot uh, for the Seattle Seahawks this week on the road uh, in Detroit. So I do like DK Metcalf quite a bit. I have him as a wide receiver one this week. So uh, let's go ahead and jump over to our wide receiver twos. And that start off with Devontae Adams, CD Lamb, T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, DJ Moore, Garrett Wilson. Now, obviously, Garrett Wilson is there because of the Aaron Rodgers injury. Now you're looking at uh, Zach Wilson as a starting quarterback there. So that does downgrade him some uh, against a really, really good Dallas Cowboys on the road. And then DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Pittman, and the electrifying Zay Flowers. So, Cody, hit us with those wide receiver twos. Yes, kicking off with Brandon Ayuk, who had himself an absolute day against the Steelers last week, caught all eight of his targets for 129 yards and two scores. Now gets a matchup against the Rams in week two. Don't let what L.A. did last week against the Seahawks fool you. This is still a dreadful secondary. It was just a bad game for the Seahawks. And if Brock Purdy is going to be doubt, as dialed in as he was last week, Ayuk and Debo both are in for big games. You know, talked about the spot that Keenan Allen was in. That also applies to Mike Williams, who has wide receiver one upside, although he's going to be ranked as like a mid to back end wide receiver two in most rankings. He'll be going up against a secondary that just gave up over 200 yards between Chris Olave and Rashid Shahid. What those receivers have in common is their downfield threats. That's obviously the role that Mike Williams plays as well. So I think he's going to have a much easier time here against the Titans secondary than going up against Vic Fangio, who tends to play a lot of too high and kind of just let all the plays stay in front of them. So I think Mike Williams is in for a big day. And then the last guy to mention here, Zay Flowers, called him electric. We told you he was going to be the wide receiver one going into the season, and we did not have to wait long for that to come to fruition. Now, obviously, Zay Flowers seeing 10 targets was helped out by the fact that Mark Andrews wasn't there, but it's not like when Mark Andrews comes back that all of a sudden Zay Flowers is going to go to seeing like three or four targets per game. He's still going to be the number one target among the wide receivers. Rashad Bateman, I think, played less than 40% of the snaps. Odo Beckham had three targets. So Zay Flowers is the guy. He's clearly the, the most dynamic receiver they have. Going forward, he's going to be in that wide receiver two, wide receiver three range all year long for us. All right, and really quickly, I just want to hit on uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Though He did see a lot of targets, but... Uh, he is very much in the Rondo Moore category in terms of average depth of targets. Uh, I think his dot was like 4.5, something ridiculous. Ryan Tannehill looked terrible. But if he's going to continue to see a strong target share like this, then I think he's definitely going to be in play. And so, you know, we just saw that obviously there's a big difference between the two offenses. But we did see, you know, the Chargers really struggle to stop uh, wide receivers last week. And so I do think DeAndre Hopkins is at least playable uh, against the Chargers. Uh, but, oh, man, that passing offense looks so, so bad right now. I mean, really, Ryan Tannehill looks so bad. But uh, we'll see if he can bounce back. So let's move over to the wide receiver threes. And that starts off with Christian Watson, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Debo Samuel, Christian Kirk, George Pickens, Cortland Sutton, Puka Nakua, Love to see it. Yeah. Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, Michael Thomas, and Jerry Judy. Now, Jerry Judy, we're going to have to monitor to see if he actually plays this week. He was questionable heading into last week, but this week, it does sound like there's a better shot of him playing this week. So, Cody, hit us with those wide receiver threes. Yeah, man, you said it. We, we can't start this section off without talking about Puka Nakua. We had some high hopes for him, but whatever you know, hopes we had, he blew those expectations out of the water. The dude basically got the Cooper Cup treatment, right? Like it was like if you just took Cooper Cup out, you inserted Puka Nakua, that's what you got. This dude had 15 targets 
for an almost 40% target share in week one. We obviously shouldn't expect him to register 10 catches and 100 yards for the next few weeks while Cup is out. But if you're in a deep league especially, you can feel pretty damn good about starting him. He's obviously going to be a really hot name on the waiver wire this week and for good reason. So Cook is going to come in here as a wide receiver three for us. And if any, if week one is any indication, Michael Pittman is going to be a fantastic value pick for those who drafted him. Posted a near 30% target share, accounted for 43% of the receiving yards from rookie quarterback Anthony Richardson. We knew Pittman was going to be the guy, but now you're definitely feeling a lot better after Richardson's debut. Obviously, game script kind of dictated the fact that he dropped back as many times as he did. But the fact that he did and Pittman saw the target share that he did, you have to love that. And then Christian Kirk, just to kind of like end this a little bit on a, on more of a, a sour or a sad note, uh, he's not going to be locked into your lineups this year as it appears he's only going to be on the field for three wide receiver sets. That was actually something that came out in kind of like their preseason usage, and that is definitely what we saw in this first week as well. He only saw three targets this past week, and that's because he only played 60% of the snaps because, like I said, he's just not making on the field in two wide receiver sets. He's almost exclusively a three wide receiver set kind of guy. Now, what I will say is they will be playing the Chiefs this week. That could lead to them playing from behind. If that does, that could lead to more three wide receiver sets. But unfortunately, this is kind of the, be the situation that you're looking at with Christian Kirk going forward. If you can't really predict that they might be dropping back to pass a little more often, he's probably going to be riding your bench unless there's a unless there's an injury to Zay Jones or or Calvin Ridley. Unfortunate, but that's just kind of uh, how the cookie crumbles here. And then to wrap it up, just some guys outside the top 36 who might be interesting for this week. Going to kick it off with Allen Robinson, Penn State great. Allen Robinson, Deontay Johnson uh, should be out this week. He was rolled out pretty quickly once he sustained that hamstring injury. George Pickens should see a, a decent amount of Denzel Ward in this one. If A-Rob is going to stay in the slot where he saw 45 of his 56 snaps last week, that's going to make life a lot easier on him. And he did end up leading the Steelers in targets and yards. Nico Collins saw 11 targets last week. Now he's going to get a much easier matchup against the Colts. Rookie Josh Downs only had three catches for the Colts last week, but he did see seven targets. So if Anthony Richardson can start, you know, getting a little bit of a better connection with him where he's going to be uh, deployed in the in this offense, he could end up being someone that we are interested in going forward, but he's definitely a name to pay attention to now. And then Kendrick Bourne saw 11 targets last week. Could be another volume type play going up against Miami at home in week two. Yeah, I, I just I'll just add on to uh, some of this. I think that one thing we're going to have to monitor this week is going to be Travis Kelsey and his health. Obviously, we're not talking about tight ends, but uh, that's going to play a, a role in you know the, the Chiefs wide receivers. Obviously, the Chiefs wide receivers were at the Stone Cold worst last week. Like all of them were god awful. The the one bright spot was Rishi Rice. I do think that there is a shot that we see more of him. Uh, we kind of talked about, it, especially if if Travis Kelsey misses, and then. I am right now 50-50 at best if Travis Kelsey plays this week. I just don't expect them to push a almost 34-year-old Travis Kelsey to play when they don't really probably feel the need to. And so I do think Rishi Rice actually could be the guy here. Now, I'm not going to completely bury Sky more. I think they do try to get him more into the game plan. I think what ended up happening was is this happened so quickly. They already had the offense installed. You're not going to be able to change a whole lot in a day or two uh, when this injury happened to Travis Kelsey. Uh, I do think now you're going to see a little bit different game plan. They're going to utilize these guys a little bit differently. 
So I do think Sky Moore and Rishi Rice. Now, you're probably not starting Rishi Rice, but he's somebody that I definitely think is available. I would want to add. And then Sky Moore, I think, that actually bounced back and everybody's buried him and uh, left him for dead. And then Rashid Shahid, I also think is kind of an interesting guy if you want to look to play him. Yeah. He got a lot of targets last week. Now, it's, it's going to be game script dependent with him, but I do think that he is an option that you could be looking at playing. That being said, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button for future content. We'll see you on the next one. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.